The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tong. This program will provide the groundwork you need to advance your awareness and be involved in the approaching transformation in consciousness. Now, your host, Peter Tong. Hello and welcome to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. And this is your host, Peter Tong. Just as we have this very fiery shift from the energies of cancer into Leo, from the water to the fire, and today uh, this uh, wonderful conjunction is taking place between Jupiter and the sun in the first degree of Leo. So if you've got any big projects that you want to put into place now in the new moon on Saturday, this next few days is the time to seed those new magnificent projects. Just imagine that male lion standing on its hind legs and growling that roar of this incredibly big fiery energy that's available to us over this next few days and using the words seeds was deliberate because my guest today laurel geis has written a wonderful book the jesus seeds igniting your soul guided life and when I pick up books, and I, as you know, listeners, I read a lot of books for this show, rarely do you actually get a feel energetically of the information that's in the book. And this particular book, it, you can feel the loving, unconditional loving energy emanating from it. So just by holding it when you're reading it, you're picking up these beautiful vibrations. So Laurel, congratulations on producing a, a masterpiece. Thank you, Peter. I'm very grateful to be here. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. So I'm always interested um, for our listeners to hear, because we're all on this awakening journey, just waking up at different times. I'm always interested for our listeners to hear how this awakening took place for you and how this began. Well, for me, Peter, I was a business executive for 30 years. And at the same time, I was also a spiritual seeker. So I would be traveling on the weekends and uh, teaching meditations and always learning, just always seeking and learning. And in 2000, I had this experience that completely changed my life. I was meditating one evening after work, and it had been a particularly stressful day in the office. And during this meditation, I was transported to another place in time. And I literally found myself standing in the desert. And in front of me was this huge mountain. And I could see the rays of the sun starting to come up behind that mountain. And I could feel the cold desert air on my cheeks. And as I looked down at my feet, 
I could see this very large ritual bathing pool that was filled with water. And the water was so calm and still that it actually reflected the mountain in the distance. And as I stood there, it was as real as you and I speaking right now, Peter. I could feel my hands. I remember the cold air on my face. And there was a few things that I knew as I stood there in that moment. I knew that I was in Qumran, which is in Israel. I knew that I was in a scene, and I was getting ready to prepare myself for my morning prayers. And I knew it was 2,000 years ago. And all of this information was there. And as I put my hands into the ritual bathing pool, I was transported back to my living room. And this was quite an experience because it was as real as this experience that we're having right now. And was that the first experience you'd had of that type? Uh, yes, it was. It was. So, so how did you feel when you, when you were back in your sitting room? What, what, what was the sense, sensation? How, what were your feelings? Well, I was, I was just completely overwhelmed with the experience because I had never had a past life glimpse like that. But it felt even more than a past life because the uh, feelings and the solidness of the experience, it was beyond anything I had ever, ever uh, experienced in my life. And I can tell you, it, it kind of threw me for a loop. And I didn't tell anyone about it uh, because... Uh, what I did was I wrote it in my soul journal. I wrote all the details down, but I kind of kept it close to my chest because it was an experience. I had never heard of anyone else having an experience like that either at the time. And as you can imagine, you know, being a corporate executive, that's not something that we really talk about around the water cooler. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so, so did you have any uh, knowledge of, of the Essenes and Qumran at that point? You know, I did not, and so that took me down the path of learning about the Essenes and that they were a very austere and devoted sect to God and that they lived during the time of Jesus and that actually Jesus was an Essene and he taught the Essenes uh, during his time on the earth. So I learned quite a bit about the Essenes, and Qumran actually is where they found the Dead Sea Scrolls. So, so what happened next? Well, then, uh, so fast forward eight years, and some friends of mine from Australia called and asked if I wanted to go on a trip to Israel, and I said, yes, I do. So <laughs> I flew over to Israel, had always wanted to go there, and visited all of the sacred sites in Jerusalem, and went to the Sea of Galilee, and floated in the Dead Sea, and, and then one morning, we actually were going to go to the archaeological ruins at Qumran. And I didn't really make the connection at the time, but as the bus pulled up, we actually had special permission to go in before the sun came up. So our tour group went into the ruins, and I got separated uh, from the rest of the tour group. So I was walking through these ruins, and you could see, like, here was where a house had been, and here was where there was a temple. And as I'm walking down this path, I turned the corner, and there in front of me, was the mountain. It was the same mountain that I had experienced during my meditation eight years before. And the sun was about to come up behind the mountain, so I could see the rays of light. And as I looked down at my feet, I saw this ritual bathing pool. Now, it didn't have any water in it, but there was a sign that said ritual bathing pool, so I knew <laughs> at that moment it was the exact same location that I had visited during my meditation. 
And this energy came into my body, literally knocking me to my knees. So now I'm on my knees in the sand in front of the ritual bathing pool, and all of this information came to me. It was like a a confirmation that, yes, I had been there 2,000 years ago, and that, yes, I had been in a scene, and that Jesus was a friend, and that he had shared information with the Essenes that would be shared with the world when we were ready for our next evolutionary steps, and that I would write a book called The Jesus Seeds. And so that's, what's, that, that's what led you <clears throat> to use that as your title. And, and why, is it, why is it called The Jesus Seeds? Just explain to our listeners why, why that title. Right, so The Jesus Seeds is actually representing the seeds of Christ consciousness or higher consciousness that we have inside of all of us. And that was one of the lessons that Jesus taught was that, you know, we could all do what he did and more. So when he was teaching that, he was, he was showing us as a way shower that we could do everything that he did and more because we had these seeds of higher awareness within us. And thus, that was the name of the book, The Jesus Seeds. And so it was also seeding the energies in our DNA or in our uh, bodies and our systems for this time now. That's exactly right, because we're living at such an exceptional time in human history. You know, we are living at a time where uh, our bodies are ready to fully embody that energy of the soul, and it's our bodies are ready to be fully activated, like all of our DNA turned on. You know, it's interesting because I hear people say that, well, we have this DNA, but, you know, there's parts of it that we, you know, are, we don't use or we don't need. That doesn't make any sense to me. You know, to me, it's like, why wouldn't we be architected to use everything that we have? And that's exactly what's happening now as we wake up is that we're able to fully embody the soul. We're able to fully contain that vibration, which I call the hum of God's love, which is that vibration of higher awareness. And our minds and our psyches are ready to open up to larger soul senses, allowing us to move forward in our evolution. So, so then tell, tell us how you actually got to write the book how did that process unfold for you yes so well this is the funny part because you know i had this whole experience in israel in 2008 and nothing happened for many years you know like 2009 2010 2011 you know so it started to kind of become a joke with me because i was like why did i go through all these experiences and yet nothing's coming but then on January 2nd, 2012, I started to hear like a voice whispering in my mind. I heard the Jesus seeds, the Jesus seeds, and I heard it over and over and over. So I picked up a pen and started to write. And I continued to write since I was uh, uh, working in business. The only time I really had to myself was on Sundays. And so Sunday morning was my sacred writing time. So I would sit down every Sunday morning and the book would come just, just as it's laid out in the book today. There would be, here's the chapter title, and here's the chapter and all the paragraphs, and then the next chapter and all the paragraphs. And it flowed like that every Sunday until April 8th. And April 8th was the day that the book was completed. And on that year, 
April 8th was Easter morning. On, on the Easter Sunday morning. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so the book was uh, resurrected, as it were. It was resurrected from two thousand years ago, before. Wow, amazing! And was and was that was that the actual writing of the book? Was that were you still hearing this whisper in your mind, or was it just flowing through your hand? Um, actually, my experience is I hear the whisper in my mind, and as I hear that whisper, I write what I'm hearing. So you actually you actually write down what you're hearing in your mind. How exactly. how one one of the biggest questions always in 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 this energetic expression of a, a what some would call a download of information and energy. Yes. How how do you ensure that your ego doesn't get involved in in the language and the words coming through? Well, that's interesting, uh, and I believe the way that that I can personally do that is because many years ago. I started a process called soul journaling. And this is actually what I teach people in my workshops and seminars. But soul journaling is where we spend time every day in the silence. So for me, Peter, I've been a meditator since the 1990s. And so every day I get up and I meditate and go into that silence. And when my meditation is done, I just listen. I'm quiet. I'm in a still place and I listen and the words come to me and I write them down. Now, when I first started to do this, and again, I started doing this in the 1990s, um, I did have that, uh, that, I won't say issue, but I had the experience, let's call it the experience of where I would be open to receiving the information, but my ego would step in and there would be this criticism and judgment, like, why are you doing this? And, you know, you can't really, you know, are you really going to listen to what the guidance says? And just all, you know, all this mental chatter would come in. And I could feel myself, I could feel my soul wanting to come through and the ego trying to fight it. So what I did was um, I started to write during that time, and then I would put away the soul journal until the next morning. And what I found, Peter, is that by putting the soul journaling away until the following day, and when I get up in the morning, I actually read the writing from the day before, it allows me to actually cognize that information and bring that information into me in such a way that I can understand it without the ego interfering. Oh, I said these... And I can see how the energy of the words from the preceding day would bring you back into that space. Making that's, it makes a lot of sense. That's exactly right. And then I go into my meditation again, and then I receive more, and I put it away. So I had actually been engaged in soul journaling at least 10 years before I had the experience of this divine transmission of the Jesus Seeds. So, Laura, we're coming up to our first break, which we'll take now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. 
Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Have you considered yoga to promote balance in your life? Join host and senior Bikram yoga instructor Jim Callett for Yoga is Life Radio. On this show, we will show you that yoga is for anyone and everyone. Just as air, water, and life is for everyone, so is yoga for everyone. Yoga is totality, equilibrium, union, balance. Yoga is life. Tune in every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. There are no limits to what you can do. Start a new direction in your life today. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You're listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. Just a reminder to go to my website, www.petertongue.com, where you'll find all the information of the work that we have been doing, uh, all the radio shows archived there, and the newsletters, monthly newsletters also archived. And it's worth uh, checking out a number of those, particularly around the development of the landscape Zodiac. Uh, and also, if you are interested in joining our Thursday morning uh, live meditations, uh, you can go to the website and click on the events page, and you will be sent an MP3 of the uh, weekly meditations that we do every Thursday morning at 11.30 Pacific. I have with me today Laurel Geis, and Laurel gave us a great introduction in the first segment about the way that the book, The Jesus Seeds, emerged for her over this extended period of time. And I'm interested for you to tell our listeners, Laurel, how you... Uh, managed to marry together this uh, evolving journey through the book and still being involved in the corporate world? Yes, so that uh, did become a challenge over time. And as I had mentioned earlier, you know, I was a business executive for 30 years, but I was also at the same time a seeker. So um, my focus was always on business, but I did study quite a bit and I actually did... Uh, receive a doctorate of ministry and spirituality while I was still in corporate America. And I also became an interfaith minister. So uh, for me, I was trying to marry the two. But when I came to the point in my life when the Jesus seeds arrived, I knew that I needed to take a step into a new chapter of my life. But this was very difficult for me because Although I had studied and received degrees and I was teaching meditation and soul evolution classes on the weekend, my main career uh, was in uh, financial services and in information security and uh, risk management. 
And once the book arrived, I knew in my heart and I knew in my soul that I needed to share it with the world. But I did step into uh, what I called my year of fear. I was, I was really afraid to share this gift that had been given to me. And have you ever been in a point in your life when you just knew that if you took the next step, everything was going to change in your life? Oh, yes. <laughs> when I left my job, same thing, when I was a school principal and, and went to nothing from that. And I didn't have a book either. <laughs> I, just had, I just had me. But yes, I know that feeling very, very well. So there I was. And so I knew that I needed to share this book, but I, there was so much fear that came up. It was, you know, well, what are people going to think of me? And am I going to lose my family and my friends? And you know, who do you think you are to share this message with the world? And, well, you're too old to start a new career at this age. And just all, all of this fear and doubt came up. But at the same time, I was soul journaling every day. And in my soul journaling every day, I was getting the guidance that, you know, this is why I was here. This is why I'm on the earth. This is the message that I'm here to share and my purpose, my sole purpose is to ignite as many soul-guided lives as I can while I'm here. And I moved into this place where I was so grateful that I had, that it had been revealed to me that this was my true purpose while I was here in this lifetime. So I took this step, and it was interesting because everyone around me was saying, what are you doing? <laughs> What yeah, and, are you, and me and me too, yeah. <laughs> what, what are you doing? You know, you've been in, in corporate America for 30 years. You're at the pinnacle of your career. You know, you're just rocking and rolling it in the corporate world. And you're saying, okay, I'm done with this. I'm moving on. And I, very few people understood, but I knew what was going on. Um, and then also the book itself, The Jesus Seeds. A lot of people said to me, don't, don't publish a book with that title. <laughs> don't yeah, do it. I can see that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Don't do it. But here's, here's where the rubber meets the road. Because, you know, I have been guided and I'm teaching people how to live a soul-guided life. And that is the guidance that I was receiving. So there was, for me, the only way to share the book with the world was to call it the Jesus Seeds. And to start to share it with people. So it was, you know, it, it took a year. It did take a year for me to actually step out of the position that I was in. But I can tell you that, you know, there comes a time when it becomes more painful to stay in the old life than to step into the new life, even with that fear of the unknown, and pursue your true purpose. And I'm very, very clear that, you know, this process of listening to your soul guidance and aligning your life and acting on it, which is really the basis of living a soul-guided life, that that's what I'm here to share with people. And once you take that step, once you make that decision, there is this really deep faith that emerges. And that faith, I have found, transitions into boldness. And you get this clarity that is gained when, when you make that step, what happens is it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And with each step you take, there are forces that we can see and forces that we can't see that are supporting us. And the doors start to open and the opportunities start to arise. 
And then as you keep taking steps forward, you start to really become who you're here to become. That's a lovely way of expressing it. Thank you. And this is a, a relatively new time for you. So how is it actually working now you've taken that step? How is it working for you? Well, it's, it has been simply amazing, Peter, to make this leap into becoming an author and a teacher and a speaker and a spiritual mentor. And the doors have opened. And people are calling me. People are asking me to speak. I've been traveling all over the United States. I did a book tour. Uh, I just wrapped it up with uh, the Hay House I Can Do It conferences. And I had book signings in New York and Washington Denver, Fort Lauderdale, and Vancouver, as a matter of fact. And uh, now I'm actually going to be teaching a retreat weekend at Ocean Resort in Vancouver Island here in a couple weeks. So what I found is that by taking the steps, all opportunities arise. And it doesn't mean, for me anyways, that the fear goes away. Because with every step that I take, I'm doing something that I may not have done before. But what I've also learned over the past year is as I take each one of those steps, I truly do become what I'm sharing, and I can feel the shift in myself, and I can feel the energy that's being shared with other people as I am helping them to learn how to live a soul-guided life, which is deceptively simple but divinely architected way to actually live your life. It's a lifestyle, if you will. So it's, uh, it's, uh, looking back, it's been a year. I can yeah. say that I am so I am so glad that I took the leap. And in fact, once I got on the other side, I was like, what was all that fuss about? I really appreciate you making all these comments because for everybody who steps out on this path, we all face the same fears, the same issues that you've just described. So thank you for that. And what mm-hmm. what is what is the response to the book be? Uh, well, the response has been amazing. You know, it was interesting when the book came out. I actually watched the book Circle the Globe because I started to get emails from people and instant messages on Facebook, and people were telling me about their experiences. So I saw the book go across the United States and Canada and then over to Europe and then to India and then to Australia and, and back around uh, the world. It was, it was really quite something. And the, the first... Um, I would say immediately the first thing that happens is that when someone picks up the book, they actually feel the energy of the book. And that was something, Peter, that you had talked about in the beginning of our time together here. And I would say that, you know, the book itself has beautiful concepts in it. And so there's this part of the book that is really sharing with you, you know, the wisdom of how we can step into this higher potential But the book is also an energetic tool. And since it contains a very high frequency or high vibration, it actually lifts and shifts the consciousness of the person who's reading the book. And I love it when I go to book signings and I watch people and they pick up the book and I can see the energy on their face. And they will run over to me and say, look, you know, oh, I I have tingles. I'm feeling tingles. Or look, I have goosebumps. Look, and they show me their goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) They can literally feel, you know, the energy moving through them. And there's a lot of book reviews actually out on Amazon where you can get the book where people talk about their experiences and that, you know, that it, it so resonates with the heart. And people can feel the energy in their heart. In fact, I was doing a Skype with a book club 
And uh, one of the women told me that what she likes to do is just hold the book up against her heart. Um, and other people have told me that, you know, they've had, they've had incredible energetic shifts that um, they, you know, they're opening up their soul senses or opening up and just having many uh, mystical experiences while reading the book and even just having the book, you know, by their bedside. Well, funny enough, Laurel, I'm sitting here holding the book uh, during the broadcast of the show here. <laughs> and I can feel those lovely little sparky, ting- sparky, sparkly tingles coming mm-hmm. off the book as I hold it. I hold the book myself and I can feel it. <laughs> but it's beautiful that you're, in, in many ways, you're satisfying the needs of both the right and the left brain here where the one side gets the rational reasoning in terms of the words themselves for those people who prefer that. And then you've got the more intuitive feeling energy of just the vibration flowing through the book. That's right. That's exactly right. So we're just coming up to our final, uh, sorry, not our final break, our second break, Laurel, and uh, we'll take that now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Are you looking to advance spiritually? Listen each week for Spiritual Enlightenment, Advancing One's Wisdom. Your host, Medium Maureen Allen, will cover an array of spiritual topics aimed to help you advance your soul's desired growth. Each week, areas of spirituality will be discussed and explored ranging from strange, paranormal experiences to heaven, spirit guides, and angels. To learn more about the other dimensions and how to better assist your path of evolution, tune into Spiritual Enlightenment. Advancing One's Wisdom, every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart-centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Listening to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with Peter Tong. If you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank our sponsors for this series of shows. Sherry Chase of Chase International Real Estate Company of beautiful Lake Tahoe and Reno, Nevada. 
and the great people at Voice America, Matt, our regular engineer for this show, and Brandy Jackson, my executive producer, for providing this great opportunity for me to bring to you, our listeners, such wonderful guests and their expertise in different areas of spirituality. And one of those great people is with us today, Laurel Geis. And Laurel is talking about her book, The Jesus Seeds, Igniting Your Soul-Guided Life. So, Laurel, perhaps you could continue by telling our listeners a little bit about what you mean by igniting your soul-guided life and why it's so important. So, Peter, um, when I look at, look at us, you know, you're a soul, and I'm a soul, and all of our listeners are souls. And the soul is an energetic impulse from the God source. It's a, this evolutionary impulse that is always calling us into more, into expanding beyond where we are today and beyond who we are today. And it's that energy that's moving us to explore and to be in wonder and to ask questions. And as a soul, I believe we are divinely architected to live a soul-guided life. I believe it is your soul's responsibility to guide you to your true authentic purpose because your soul and only your soul has the roadmap for your life. And I also believe that it's our responsibility to consciously connect with our soul. So to listen to our soul guidance consciously, to align our life with that guidance and then act on it. So we become an active participant in our conscious evolution to reveal our true life purpose and then give ourselves to the world. And this is living a soul-guided life. So it's really a system, if you will, of three very simple steps. To listen, to align, and to act. And we've all been called. We've all been called by our soul to expand into more and to be more and to do more while we're here in this human experience. So... I would ask our listeners today, you know, have you been called? When I teach in seminars, Peter, what I find is when I ask that question, I'll ask people, have you been called? Typically, most of the hands in the room will go up. But then when I ask the second part of the question, which is, you know, did you follow the call? I find that most of the hands come down. So I know that all of us have this, um, this calling inside of us to uncover our life purpose. And I believe that's why we want to live a soul-guided life, because it's a basic human need to authentically be who we are, you know, I would say fully and completely and without any reservations. So I to, I'll just uh, use one or two quotes from the book just to get you to explain them and help our listeners understand. Sure. One of them very much relates to what you've talked about in terms of your own uh, involvement and shifting from the corporate world into the, into the spiritual world full time. But you said something like uh, combusting in the flames of social rejection only to rise like a phoenix from the ashes of your former selves. What would you say about quote. <laughs> I love that quote. And you're actually talking about bridge building. So just talk to, to our listeners a bit about that. Sure. So those of us who are being called and those of us who are bravely and courageously stepping into that calling, you know, in times of great change, great leaders are called. And every person who is listening to this conversation, Peter, is a leader. And at the time when we're called, we're typically not great leaders. 
where ordinary people who are being asked to step out of our ordinary lives into something extraordinary. And when we do that and when we take that leap, there can be the potential that we can be ostracized for taking that leap. That was the experience that I was having because people were asking me, why are you doing this? What, what, what are you doing? You know, why, why are you completely changing your life? And when we take that leap, what happens is those flames do, I believe, ignite within us that fire and that passion to keep walking forward. But at the same time, it literally burns away the old us and the new us, or shall we say, the phoenix rises from those ashes, and we, we actually become born anew into living this soul purpose. So it's that social rejection, it's, it's that fear and the doubt and the constraints that are put upon us by society and even by our own thinking that we couldn't possibly do what we're being asked to do. But once we move through that flame and that fire, we do come out the other side, and it's amazing we will find that we are stronger and that we become even more brave and more bold in what we agree to do in this life. And in that step, you, you talk in the book about uh, Christ consciousness mm-hmm. and kingdom consciousness. So mm-hmm. explain to our listeners what that means from your perspective. So from my perspective, our soul wants to lead us to higher states of awareness. And, and by, by leading us step by step, and I believe by, you know, these different techniques like soul journaling and soul prayer that we are guided step by step to higher states of awareness. And it's our soul's responsibility to do that. And she's leading us to this state, this higher state of Christ consciousness. And we can call it Christ consciousness. We can call it Krishna consciousness. We can call it Buddha nature. Uh, it doesn't matter what we label it, but it's this highest level of consciousness that we as human beings can actually experience and when we experience that we actually unlock the door to kingdom consciousness and we've heard this before that um, that heaven is on earth and I believe that heaven is on earth right now that it is here it is in front of us right now we just simply cannot see it or experience it because we're not in that higher state of Christ consciousness So I believe that by listening to our soul and allowing her to guide us to those higher states of awareness, we literally begin to more fully embody the soul, which allows that vibration of Christ consciousness, which I call the hum of God's love. We can actually embody that. And as we embody that, we begin to live that more and more, and thus unlocking the door to kingdom consciousness, which is all of us living in heaven on earth right now. And just explain to our listeners what you mean by the hum of God's love. So the hum of God's love is as we're moving through this process, you know, moving from an ego-based to a soul-guided life is a process, right? So in the beginning, we start with the calling. We're called. We feel that call. We feel that nudge to move into something more. And as we start to move down the path, we begin to recognize that we need to spend some time in the silence to connect with our soul to actually receive the guidance. And as we do this, as we start to move down the path, we start to go into silence and listen to our soul guidance and capture that and bring it back and align our life and act on it, what happens is we begin to move through that 
shift of the psyche where the soul starts to move into the forefront of our awareness and the ego moves into the background. And as that happens, Peter, then our soul senses start to open up, the senses of clear audience and clairvoyance and clairsentience. The three clairs all begin to open up. And as that that begins to happen, we find that within our body, we begin to feel this vibration, and I call it the hum of God's love. And Sri Aurobindo, who was an Indian uh, avatar, would talk about the divinization of the human body. And that's what I believe the hum of God's love is, is it's actually that energy of the divine entering the physical body and meeting the energy of the heavens is coming into the body and the energy from the earth is coming into the body and they're literally meeting in the heart. And we can feel that vibration, that hum of God's love in every single cell of your body. And that, to me, is fully embodying the Christ consciousness. And then once it's embodied, we can actually share that with other people. And they can feel that energy coming through us. And and one of the important aspects of this process is breathing. So can you talk a bit about that? About breathing. Yeah, I think it's very important. Um, As the energy starts to come into the body, sometimes we can feel a little overwhelmed because we may not have felt this or consciously felt this energy in our bodies. So what I recommend to people is that when you begin to have these experiences, as your soul begins to become more fully embodied within the physical body, and as this energy starts to flow, that when we begin to feel that, if at any time we feel a little overwhelmed because it is a higher vibrational energy, that we just simply sit down and allow ourselves to take some very deep breaths. And what I focus on is breathing in, and in the inhalation, I focus on breathing in God's love, taking that divine love into my body, and then as I'm exhaling, I'm exhaling the grace of the divine or God's grace into the world. So if we think of ourselves that way, I, I look at it as being a grace generator. So this powerful energy is coming into our bodies, but we can handle it now. You know, we're architected to handle this energy and to allow ourselves to breathe and to pull in that love of the divine and to breathe out the grace of God and allow it to touch everyone around us. So that, that to me, is, is what is emanating from the book, in fact, because obviously because you were creating this book in co-creation energetically that every time you breathe, you are breathing this divine grace into the book. And so that's what people can feel when they're holding the book. Would you agree with that? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, there, even it's, uh, it's interesting, Peter, because even as I hold the book, I can feel the energy of the book. Um, it's, uh, and I think that if, if our listeners have an opportunity to get a copy of the book and it's available on Amazon, uh, they too will be able to feel that energy and uh, share it with their friends. And you mentioned just now the, the connection to the earth itself. So mm-hmm. where, where in, your, in your experience, where does Mother Earth herself fit into this process of, of, of this awakening and this becoming aware of the kingdom consciousness? Where, where does she fit in? 
Well, I believe that our Mother Earth is evolving just as we're evolving and that we're all evolving together and that, you know, we are, our human bodies actually come from the earth, right? That we we're made up of this physicality of this dimension and that she's supporting us as we're moving through this shift. So it really is the coming together of, of heaven on earth because she's allowing us and she's supporting us as we move forward in our evolution, and she's changing too. Her vibration is going up as well as our vibration is lifting at the same time. And that's allowing that divine energy from the heavens to come down into, uh, again, I believe that the energy of the heavens comes down and the energy of the earth comes up and it meets in our heart and literally opens up our heart to be able to allow that divine love and that divine grace to flow freely through us. So our Mother Earth is very, very important to us right now. And that's uh, very much in line with what I would uh, believe to be true and the work that we do with the so-called Landscape Zodiac, which is exactly that, taking the celestial realms and, and blending and merging with Mother Earth herself through our conscious involvement, conscious co-creation. We're coming to our final break, which we'll take now. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. The Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Do you want to reach your highest potential in your personal and business life? Come and join our heart centered community with Peter Tung and Sherry Chase. Embrace love, abundance, integrity, and personal empowerment in a safe and sacred space for your awakening. Our intention is to lay the groundwork for you to advance your awareness efficiently, to be fully involved in the conscious co-creation of peace and prosperity on our beautiful planet. Go to MyHeartCenteredJourney.com for more information. Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Tune in and turn on 1111 Talk Radio. Feed the mind. Embrace positively. Release the tension. Step out of fear. Host Simran Singh will help you broaden your mind and open your heart toward a greater understanding of how to take charge of your life. 1111 Talk Radio is here every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. 1111 Talk Radio. Because shift happens. change the seventh wave channel on the voice america network you're listening to awakening to conscious co-creation with peter tong if you have a question for Peter or comment on this series, please send an email to descendingdove at gmail.com. That's descendingdove at gmail.com. Now back to our program. Welcome back to Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation with your host, Peter Tung. Thank you for joining us today. I have with me today Laurel Geis, and Laurel has put out a beautiful book called The Jesus Seeds, 
Igniting Your Soul-Guided Life. And she has explained some aspects of that book uh, already today. So, Laurel, let our listeners know how they can connect with you through your website, how they can get the book, and anything else you've got going on at the moment. Well, um, thank you, Peter. My website is www.laurelgeist.com. So it's L-A-U-R-E-L-G-E-I-S-E.com. And we can certainly connect through my website. You can contact me. And the book, The Jesus Seeds, Igniting Your Soul Guided Life, is available on Amazon. Uh, so it's available as a hardcover, a softcover, and also an ebook. In addition, uh, I am actually going to be on Vancouver Island uh, visiting, and on Friday, August the 8th, and Saturday, August the 9th, I'm going to be offering a two-day event at Ocean Resort, a beautiful ocean resort, which is in Oyster Bay, which is just south of Campbell River. And this is a two-day immersion into igniting your soul-guided life. So taking the concepts that we've briefly touched on today and actually helping you to empower yourself to consciously connect with your soul, listen to your soul guidance, align your life, and then act on that guidance to reveal your authentic life purpose and start living that life purpose. And this retreat is going to be very experiential. We have the largest driftwood labyrinth in the world is actually on the grounds of Ocean Resort, so we'll be walking the labyrinth. We're going to have a meditation in the sacred sanctuary at Ocean Resort, and we're also going to spend time at the seaside soul journaling. So I invite you to come and join us. Uh, We'd love to have you. Uh, uh, The space is filling up, so if you're interested, uh, you can find more information on my website. Again, that's www.laurelgeist.com under events, or you can actually visit Ocean Resort dot ca so www.oceanresort.ca and lucas and cheryl steve father are actually the owners and the hosts and they're going to make sure that we have a wonderful time um, not only in our class but all of the food there is grown in their organic garden and comes from the comox valley and they have a beautiful chef as well as there's a spa available for spa treatments so i invite all of our listeners to come Immerse yourself in igniting your soul-guided life at Ocean Resort and, and spend time with all of us as we help you to empower yourself to live your authentic soul-guided life. And Laurel, and I think you also have a, a gift for our listeners today as well. I do. And uh, Peter, what I'd like to offer is a free soul-guided living teleclass. Uh, and you can gain access to this free, it's a live teleclass. It's actually going to be on Tuesday, July 29th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. It's a live one-hour sacred space where we get together, um, and you can call in if you wish. And I have toll-free numbers for uh, all of our listeners in Canada, the United States, the U.K., and Australia. Or you can actually join us over the web, too. If you call in, we can talk live on the air and share questions. And uh, if, if you come in over the web, you can send in questions over the Internet. So I invite you to join us. And all you need to do to join is just go to my website and subscribe to my monthly e-news. And, again, my website is www.laurelgeis, so L-A-U-R-E-L, G-E-I-S-E dot com. Uh, 
and I will send you the details of this live teleclass, and we'd love to have you. And also, I do provide daily energetic inspiration, so if you like my author page on Facebook or follow me on Twitter, you'll also get those uh, beautiful quotes every day, and I'm certain you'll feel the energy of those too. And the intention is to support your soul-guided life. So, Peter, lots of things coming up, and uh, thank you for allowing me to share that. Not at all. Now, you do actually refer in the book to the quest and relating that to the Holy Grail and and King Arthur and and all all that. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is the relevance of that in in this time, and, and why did you include that? I included it because I feel that when we're called, that it does become a quest. And I always, it always takes me back to the days of King Arthur and the Knights of the Round Table. When they were called and they went on their quest, they were looking for, you know, they were looking for the Holy Grail. And in finding the Holy Grail, um, they were asked a couple of questions. And this is the mythology of the Holy Grail. But when, when they find the Holy Grail, they would be asked, who does the Grail serve? And they would be told that it served the light of God, which was the highest vibration. And what was the meaning of life? And the meaning of life is to serve the light. So we as souls, when we're called, when we're awakened, when we, when we start to understand that we can consciously co-create our lives by following our soul's guidance, what happens is we become those knights. And we're actually seeking that Holy Grail. We're seeking that highest vibration. And we're seeking to serve the light, which is that light of the divine or the light of God, which wants to flow through us. And how do we do that? Well, we do that by revealing our authentic soul purpose, why we're here, what is our purpose for being here, how can we help, how can we serve, and how can we give the highest parts of us back to this world, which so needs us all right now. You know, we're all being called, and the world is waiting for each and every one of us. So I encourage you to step forward boldly, like the Knights of King Arthur, into living a soul-guided life. So, Laura, we've just got a minute left, and so I just want to give you the opportunity to say a few final words with uh, this beautiful energy flowing through them uh, to send our listeners on their way on their quest to ignite their soul. I believe that your soul has the roadmap for your life, and only your soul has the steps that you need to take to reveal your true life purpose. I encourage you to consciously connect with your soul and listen. This is what I call soul guidance. And set an intention to connect with your soul every day. And as you listen to your soul, capture that information, capture that guidance, and allow yourself to be brave enough, because I know you are, to step forward into following the guidance, align your life, and act on it because as I said the world is waiting for you and the world needs all of us now to step up out and into our authentic life purpose and if there's any way that I can help you or support you please feel free to contact me you can contact me through my website which is www.laurelgeis.com because this is why I'm here is to help and support you to live a soul-guided life. 
Thank you, Laurel. That's uh, absolutely perfect. And we've come to the end of the show, and I really, really appreciate the work that you have done in putting the book together and the work that you're doing now in the world. Congratulations, and thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you, Peter. It's been so much fun, and thank you for allowing me to share my sole purpose with uh, all of your listeners. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's show. My guest next week is Zara Lightway, and Zara is an expert on unschooling and homeschooling and doing education differently. And she's going to offer to our listeners ways in which you can support your children's education in a non-traditional way at no great expense. Zara is an expert in this field and she'll be sharing all of her wisdom and insight around educating our enlightened children. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Have a wonderful week. It's Peter Tung for Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation. That you found this week's show to be enlightening and inspiring. Please join host Peter Tong for another edition of Awakening to Conscious Creation next Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, Noon Pacific Time on Seventh Wave Network.